Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, guys, welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, this one's a really interesting one following on from a, a TikTok video that I did um, a few uh, last week for the uh, for the previous episode, the Fugazi one. Uh, it Basically, I thought, art of rock and roll, you know, we, we all uh, enjoy the music within the packages now, and it's more so... Um, we're enjoying it on a, in a digital world and in a more sort of esoteric way, don't we? We sort of take it in almost intravenously and don't think about the product wrapped around it. Whereas in the old days, and I am one of those people from the old days, uh, way back in, you know, when the dinosaurs ruled the earth, you basically bought your records or your cassettes or your Super 8, not Super 8, so your 8-track you know, or your reel-to-reel, whatever you bought them, hang on, even as far back as wax cylinders, when you bought them, you, you it came in a package, all right, and the package, now, first sort of part of the century of music, um, music was quite sort of, uh, it was just wrapped in paper, blame paper, um, package sleeves, because you went to buy, um, the music that was inside the package and most of the time it was sort of cheap and shipped out to make as much of the dollar as they could and it was usually sort of sort of sold in its local markets um so not necessary for anything you know graphically wise and then you know occasional arts picture sleeves of course but you rock and roll is where it really took off um and with the sort of the um abundance of uh, Elvis Presley and and you know uh, all those sort of rock and rollers the uh, the Bill Haley's rock around the clock in the UK and skiffle music and things is where we where you would then start to sell the music uh, instead of to a you know uh, a man with a mustache and a pipe and a rimmed horn glasses sitting back in his wingback chair listening to his Brahms you were suddenly selling this music to a generation that you know as of the advent of on the waterfront with you know, with um, Marlon Brando, suddenly the teenager arrived. And when the teenager arrived, you had to try and draw that teenager's pounds, dollars, rubles, cents, lira, whatever, from them in a way that, you know, quickly, because they were quite cluey. And if the product was inside the package was rubbish and they had to listen to it first, they probably weren't going to buy it. But as most people at that age, you know, your, your 12-year-olds to your 16-year-olds, they're, they're driven by their pockets, right? And so, uh, by their visual, sorry, their eyes. So you're buying product, um, like they say, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. Not the same with music. Mo- music is, you very much are drawn to the cover first. And I think the teenagers were that first people aimed at. So you have these, you know, these great, um, beautiful, uh, monochrome uh, single covers, 
furlings at Elvis within, you know, that are covered in a, a nice sort of um, a clear sort of acetate that, you know, over time is yellowed. And if you look at your copies of, say, um, the Beatles, Please Please Me, or I Want to Hold Your Hand, or any of the early singles, you know, um, any of that, the Rock Around the Clock, as I mentioned, uh, you know, you, Good Golly Miss Molly, all that sort of stuff, you're going to get, um, you're going to get that lovely little sort of yellowing hue on it, and that's the, that's the, um, I don't know what it is, I think it's, I think it's acetate, but I'm not sure, it's, anyway, whatever they've used on there, uh, has aged with the, with with its time and gone a slightly yellow hue, and I love that, you know, on its sort of a patina. Anyway, you've got those teenagers buying their art and buying the singles because of the art, and you know, and it and it sort of it always will be and always has been that case until recently, of course, you know, because you had the as I said, you have the from the black and white monochrome splashes of color of rock and roll. To the you know the, uh, the the garish pop culture colours of the 60s into the monochromal um, sort of angular uh, brutalism of punk and then through from there to the to the sort of electro modern age of pop um, and then there sort of it dies really from there because single sales no longer really existed um, and so people weren't buying them by visuals so much in the 90s particularly late 90s I mean you can get cassette singles and CD singles but they weren't the same now again I've, t- I've bemoaned about this on this program before you're probably going to see oh, a broken record stuck record tone but it is the case you know um, the reason that the vinyl um, sort of is brilliant for, for music and rock and roll is the fact that you yes it takes more room up to store it up but you you get more than just what you buy audibly you have the packaging and a lot of the times these days now with all the hipsters that have come out they're bringing you know back music back to the masses um, vinyl all, there's lots of um you know wack, weird and wacky covers that were always the case anyway in the 60s and 70s and early 80s so it's just coming back again but you sat down with your record and you had the music on the record player and you looked at the art and the art i mean let's be honest we a lot of us have put art on and i've got a few i know they say that's pretentious wankiness but it's not the case it's just because i love the art itself on my wall in some picture frames because um i genuinely love the art itself not because it's the record it's just the art of the record um but you had all that you could hold it and look at it and the art was really important and you know we've all been there we've all bought records where we thought, wow, this art's amazing, and you've put it on, and it's an absolute pile of poo. And conversely, you've, you know, you've sort of been put off a record by its cover, and then you, put, you know, come along in the future and you've downloaded it or streamed it and gone, damn, I wish I'd bought a, a hard copy of that one, right? You know. But it all, you know, it, and there's where, you know, um, I think we of the modern era, the modern teenagers are are losing out I think you know they're losing out on the fact that they can go and grab conversely cheaply they can't at the moment you know not at the moment when pressing plants get you know large again they will come along and they will um, be cheaper to manufacture but you know there are things in our lives um, if you all everyone listen to this program most of you are around my age says to my 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 audience stats say that most of you around my age maybe a little bit younger um, 30 to 50 um, when you when you everyone everyone has um, a moment an art piece of art that's music related that it means so much to them it's so emotive I was asking um, people my friend Millsy if you're listening Millsy thanks for responding to the post you know he came out with his favourite one is the Scorpions you know um album the 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 one with the lady sitting down and the with a breast out and the man with the chewing gum coming from one bre- naked breast to his hand stretched out uh quite a, a provocative album the scorpions love drive now that was banned in america um that cover and on the back it's got the same lady with a, a boob completely uncovered and no no chewing gum um and it was replaced by this dull sort of black cover with a silver scorpion on the front um, and 
you know, it, he loves it, and it's really, it's really striking and and significant and um, alluring. And I think, uh, in a sort of weird way, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I'm not saying that I find it, it does feel a bit creepy, but that is how things is meant to be. Um, and that's another thing about the wonderful thing about music art, isn't it? So much of it has been banned, so much of it has been altered and changed from market to market because. And we'll talk about that later on with my choices because um, because they find it, you know, certain markets find it difficult to, you know, digest or, or, or they find it difficult to sell or, they, you know, radio stations won't um, press it. I mean, the Scorpions one, interestingly enough, the reason why um, uh, it wouldn't... Um, it wouldn't fly in America because of the, you know, they've got quite a lot of puritanic states over there, um, you know, high America, uh, and you do, you do have quite religious states, and that's fine. It's each into their own. If they, if if you deeply believe that offends you, then that happens. And so they, you know, they want to sell records. So instead of producing two covers for two different parts of the country, they just re-release it with one cover. But it does, like the music within the side of the record. It's so emotive, isn't it? You know the images in your mind, like um, you know, for me, forever and a day, uh, and it is part of one of my favourite. That is one of my favourite um, single covers, and I'm going to bring it up in my list. But I'll say it's sort of like there's a couple there that really just stick to you and say, "Wow, that's so um, so the time, so the moment." And also not just that, but the people that were. You know, either gave it to you, where, where you bought it from, when you bought it, who was listening to it with you. You know, um, and and so so we we there is some, and not just that, but also the people that create the art uh, are just incredibly creative, intelligent people, like the the the. Um, the artist that did the Scorpions album is Storm Thorgerson. Now, Storm Thorgerson has done, um, I believe he's done, um, oh, sorry, Pink Floyd album covers. His studio, Hypnosis, has done so much incredible work that you would, if you, um, I'll put a link to his, to his Wikipedia page, but you go and look at the work he's done, and it's it's pretty out, it's pretty out there and different. You know, it goes from that sort of crazy... Um, heavy metal sort of lurid, 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 is it wrong, wrong word? Um, lurid covers of Scorp the Scorpions to the the um, beauty and 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 finesse of Pink Floyd. So it, it's it's quite quite wonderful. It's like as I mentioned last week with the, the um, Fugazi cover, Mark Wilkinson. You know, he does things like that. You know, with the drug fueled um, images of Fugazi to um, the sort of storming eddies of this world, you know, and the and the, the pink the um, uh, the Judas Priest uh, covers. It's just he's you know it's it's wonderful up and downness of of rock and roll covers, you know, and the art of rock and roll. And this, to be honest, we also love it because we wear it on t-shirts, we put it on posters. There are it, there are record covers out there that you know as soon as you mention the band, that's the cover you think. Like you think you think you said the Sex Pistols, you don't think of, um, you know, who killed Bambi or um, anything else. You think of the one thing you think of, and you don't even think of God Save the Queen, do you? With the nose, the safety pin through the nose, you think, you think never mind the bollocks, yellow, pink, stark, pop-related uh, no nonsenseness, right? Um, pop art, not pop. Pop art, punky, no nonsenseness of this of the of the, of the cover, you know, because it wasn't about art it was about the music within I, and I do believe in an interview that um, John Lydon didn't want to cover at all in fact he wanted just a black plane cover he didn't want any art whatsoever because he didn't want it to be influencing the people listening to the music which is really very much the thing then right but then you also you know you think of the Beatles and as soon as you think of the Beatles everyone goes to Sgt Pepper everyone I mean I personally would go to Rubber Soul um, but that's because it's a beautiful piece of of um, it's a, it's just a great it's just a wonderful album cover. Whereas you know everyone goes to the Peter Blake um, Peppers because of the again it's that um, it's that moment it's that art 
point. It's like um, when you say uh, when you say Joy Division, you're going to go straight to the black cover with the sound waves on, right? You know, when you say uh, you say um, you say I don't know, say Jimi Hendrix, you're going to go straight to Electric Ladyland, you know. And I'm not even going to mention that cover. People know what that cover is, and there's several controversial covers for that one, but everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? Um, now, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's just those times in, in your mind, right? It's like um, the 90s. If you think about the 90s, the album that sticks out the most in the mind of the 90s for me is What's, um, what's the Story Morning Glory by the Oasis. Uh, if I'm going to talk about mass-produced albums, not metal albums or underground albums, but albums that are there on the shelves and you walk into the store and you see it off first time, that is the one that grabs you. Um, you know, I was just talking to my lovely wife this morning about it. Like when I was a when I was a teenager, I remember walking to Smith's in Brent Cross in North London, and uh, they had an Arcadia poster up on the wall, and that happens to be my wife's favourite album cover. So the Red Rose, which is the album, and she's got that sort of really beautiful um, uh, pen, looks like pen and, and ink drawing of a, of, a, of a woman's face with a red lipstick and the red rose, and very almost a time of its own. And I do remember seeing that on the wall and wondering what it was. I remember saying to my brother, what's that? And he said, oh, that's the band that used to be Duran Duran. It sticks in my head. I don't know the album that well. My wife loves it. I'm not sure I could name you a song on it, but that's okay. It's neither here nor there. Um, it's you know, um, each decade has its it has its memorable album. You know, Dark Side of the Moon. Right? You know, absolutely memorable. Memorable. Everyone seen knows it would know that album cover. I said, never mind the bollocks by the Sex Pistols. You know, as I mentioned, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper. Um, Pet Sounds by Beach, the Beach Boys, you know, um, the White Album, uh, Metallica's Black Album, Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast, you know, it's just, it's, um, well, well, you know, Deep Pebbles, um, Made in, uh, you know, Made in Rock, not Made in Rock, oh my god, uh, hang on one second, one second, one second, in rock it is, isn't it, Deep Pebble in rock. In rock, of course, is what happens when you go without notes this week. I thought I'm just going to go for a nice, long little diatribe. I have things in my head that I want to say, and I didn't, I didn't write in rock down. I don't know why I thought something else, but anyway, it's Deep Pebble in rock, of course, with the Mount Rushmore heads, with the faces of the band. Everyone knows it, right? Everyone knows it. You may not know the tracks in the album, but you know it, right? And it's, and they are great pieces of art in their own right, you know. Um, all of the wonderful Yes album covers, you know, uh, all that wonderful, um, beautiful, uh, sort of romantic, soft, um, science fiction based, fantasy sort of driven artwork by Roger Dean, you know, um, who's gone on to do quite a lot of stuff. He doesn't just do um, sort of Yes and stuff out covers like that, but he just does this wonderful sort of uh, futuristic, floating islands you know just in the sky sort of in weird creatures it's just wonderful very i think very much copied by bands like praying mantis they did a very similar kind of artwork um and i don't even know i think i don't think roger Dean did um praying mantis but it has that kind of feel anyone knows the praying mantis the band um I'm just having a look now, and he's, and he's hang, just double checking. He did Uriah Heap, Asia, Budgie, Gentle Giant. Uh, he did the wonderful cover of one of my favourite albums of all time, which is actually on my list of top albums, and that's Anderson, Buford, Wakeman, and Howe. Um, it was when they couldn't be, when they couldn't be called Yes. Um, he's also friends with designer Storm Thorgerson of Hypnosis. There you go. You see, um, he did the he did the brilliant Close to the Edge cover work. He also did, uh, you know, um, I believe he did Tales from a Top Topographic Ocean. Just, you know, you know, a brilliant. Uh, another album covers that, you know, stand out to me are the, the Peter Gabriel Gracelands cover, you know, uh, which is, you know, very iconic for its time. And, and also for me, a, a part of my life, that album is 
one of my favorite albums of all time and I will play that at least once or twice a year I don't go to out all the time but I do play it I go for a mode where I want to play it very much like um, uh, similar in some respects to the to the art of um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood you know the, their first album um, has that kind of 90s that sort of 80s impact you know welcome to the Pleasure Dome it is it's actually um, they reissued it recently and it's, it's quite a striking cover I feel I don't again think it's a, one of the most amazing albums I've ever heard it's pretty uh, there for the moment of the time but it, it's uh, it is a cracking album cover again sort of that sort of Dali um, pop art sort of um, Matisse kind of image you know sort of uh, painting on the front um, it's it is quite a, quite a striking album it's bold it's colorful it's got lots of movement it's very Picasso-esque it's very uh, it's very you know it belies the the, the fantasy pop music line within so you know looking at the cover you think this is like XTC would do very similar covers and in fact um, one of those albums is my top five as well um, top list of favourite album covers and I'll get to those in the second half I won't give any spoilers away but uh, bold colours like that they just draw you in don't they again again it's the peacock thing oh my god I wonder what, what's inside that package how fun is that and it was that time wasn't it it was the it was the it was a, it was the post disco electro um pop time when you know everything was synth driven and and big wacky hairdos and hangovers from glam and punk and you know um huge shoulder pads and tiny waists and big bright bold colors um uh, which you know to be honest I sort of miss because we've gone a bit bland now haven't we um in our art for our music we have. I mean, I can't remember. Well, firstly, I don't have gone looking at new art for ages because you can't, because you can't just walk into a record store and there it is anymore. It's not easily accessible to flick through. But when you do find it, it's really very much like the music of, that's within its packaging. It's really one-dimensional and dull. I can't imagine anyone frothing, um, uh, you know, in 20 years' time to anything by Ed Sheeran, any cover art by Ed Sheeran, to be honest with you, or anything, or any of them, or any of the sort of, you know, pop bland masses that you know, belie our music charts, if there are music charts, you know what I mean? Any of those sort of, um, those sort of really dull, because, you know, the fun police have taken away the fun, haven't they? So what I do like, though, is that you can be subversive still and go into a record shop and you can find stuff that's wacky and outrageous and different. Um, but there was I was looking the watching a YouTube video of a guy that owns a record shop shop in in North London and um, he has this I think it's two pack I'm not sure but the whole thing the whole record folds out to a life size poster of the rapper. Now that is just brilliant, you know, completely and utterly. Um, useless to you <laughs> in that respect you can't put it anywhere but knowing it's there just makes you want to smile doesn't it you know it's those sort of individual moments of madness that cost more to produce but you don't care because it gets part of the art right it's part of the fun and the art of making records you know it really sort of and that's again why the CD age killed off um, art, record art because you didn't need it it was such a small space you were looking at you couldn't get it in there you know, I mean god forbid trying to look at all the individual madness that's in um, Somewhere in Time Iron Maiden you know, I've mentioned that again, listen to the shows go back to the beginning of my series and you'll find an episode on that um, the, you know, the stuff that was in there you know, the hundreds and hundreds of in-jokes and nods to the band's past and the future to come and yet it's all gone you can't see it on the CD you you'd be you need a magnifying glass you know I know that it's just it is it's to me it said when CDs came around what it said to me was we don't need art we don't need the art anymore we're going back to this you know um, uh, music as a is a comestible for for every day without any 
necessity to be part with it. You have to, with a record, like I said before, or a cassette, you've got to be with it. You've got to be at its side, its beck and call, because you can't, you've got to turn it over, or you've got to rewind it and fast forward it. You've got to flip the vinyl, you've got to clean it, you've got to look at it, you've got to care for it. And then you've got to look at the, you look, enjoy the art that's with it. The CDH was like, hey, Nan, it's so interesting how the CDH really did precursor the to the to the MP3 because it was the it was a it was a definite um, obvious um, progression, you know, to this sort of um, consumerist society we live in. I'm surprised that it didn't happen sooner, to be honest. But then again, like everything, people will get sick of how this stuff is consumed. And the lie that they gave us about CDs, about them being indestructible and live forever. I mean, I've got CDs that I've only had for maybe 10 years. I can I can never play them again. Whereas I've got vinyl that are 60 years old I'm still playing. So, you know, there's a bit of a lie there. We all got a bit sold a bit of a, a, bit of a con, I think, in that respect. It was great for transport. But even then, the cassette was probably better anyway. You just had to look after it. Anyway, that's, the rant. that's me ranting on about that. So that's enough for this side. I'm going to go and warm my tea up and then we'll come back and we'll chat about my favorites and see if any of them are any of your favorites okay bye for now many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, guys. This week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones. Um, album, album art uh, and my favorite album art. So before the break, we chatted about, you know, the sort of history of albums and artwork and, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the sort of um, romance that we have with them and the reactions and re inter interactions we have with different packaging and different artwork types. Well, I thought, as I said before, this one part of the episode is going to be a sort of breakdown of some of my favourites. Now, of course, you know, all lists are a movable feast. Um, you know, they, they can come and go. They can change from day to day, from moment to moment, 
from minute, minute to minute, from hour to hour. And so I quickly sort of, what I did is I, I instead of spending ages thinking about it, I gave myself like a, two minutes to scrabble down quickly, you know, in a, in a few categories, what are my favorites, so that I would not overthink it because I would then end up never doing the episode because it'd be incredibly difficult to do so. So I've got each category, I've also got a subcategory and some honorable mentions. I won't be going deeply into the history of each of the album covers. I'm just going to give you my list of my favorites, a little brief why I like them and move on. Okay. So we're going to start with, um, we're going to start with the pop side of it, just to sort of get that bit out of the way. Um, now I'm going to say that quickly off the bat, some of my favorite pop covers are uh, they come from my childhood from my teenage years from so an album that I play regularly every year as a so sort of a comfort album for me and that's um, Paul Simon's Gracelands Gracelands is a really simple cover if you've ever seen it it's got that um, nice warm yellow pale yellow background with the African art in the middle um, and it's you know it's a it's a classic album. It's been around a long time. It's got some brilliant singles of it. I mean, my boy in the bubble. Um, you know, you can call me Al. These are absolute classics uh, as songs. And I remember seeing them on top of the pops and being absolutely in awe of of them and rushing out and buying that one. At the same time, also um, the single for Sign of the Times by Prince. I bought that one as well because it had exactly the same kind of feel to me and I loved the art on the single and I remember buying them on the same day so that's a quick mention of course and then um, outside of that I think probably Michael Jackson's Thriller um, and this is, these are covers just because they are emotive to me um, I think also you know Dire Straits um, classic album with the, with the guitar on the front there you know the album I'm speaking of. I don't need to mention it. I'm sure. You know, it's brother brothers in arms, right? Anyway, that one there, because that was that was one of the biggest selling albums of all time. When I bought that album, uh, one in every out eight households in London in the UK had a copy of it on vinyl or cassette. Yeah, brilliant. Again, really simple, striking visuals on that album. Now, I mean, I could go on a lot more pop stuff as well. You know. Or won't but that's as far as I'm going let's move into more of the stuff that I actually own and listen to more these days and first we're going to start off with punk right so and again remember these are not in order of how like one to five they just happen to be five quick off the top of my heads with a couple of uh, honorable mentions now firstly I'm talking about the uh, will be the damned first album damn damn damned it's a brilliant cover it's so evocative it was banned in a lot of places I think in the US they tried to ban it or they might have banned it it has an alternative cover to it it's got the band all sort of huddled together on a black stark background covered in cake um, looking like they're licking it off each other looks like they've had a lot of fun with a food fight it can be evocative it could be quite sexually sort of um, orientated I suppose but it just adds that it shows the anarchicness of the dam the speed the the, the idiocy the fun uh, and it is just a, a classic album with a, a classic cover let's be honest and it's got new rows on it you can't ask for more really and then I follow it with Germ Free Adolescence by X-Ray Specs now, I absolutely love this album it's got the band on the front in day glow clothing trapped in um, uh, in in, in uh, test tubes and on the, when you flick the round over the other side you see the back of the band and the test tubes are cracked. I'm not sure why they're broken on the back, but on the front they're not broken. And inside the inner sleeve the uh, is printed on a cardboard background that looks like bubble wrap. It's got everything you want in punk. To me, it's the it's probably the ultimate punk record that's not like the classics, right? It's 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 one of those ones people forget, but it's a brilliant album. World turned day glows on it. You know, it's got the wonderful vocals of. Uh, of sadly now gone polystyrene brilliant um, brass sections manic speed guitars great dub rhythm guitars attacking um, strange lyrics I mean just you know, a, you know he tried to strangle me with my coloured beads so I hit him in the head all that sort of stuff just really brilliant wacky stuff and, and, and very feminist driven which I really think is fantastic 
one of my favorite covers it's a really fun cover um, and then we move into the more sort of the uh, a quick sidestep to something a bit more a bit more uh, stark and 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 as I mentioned before in the first half a bit more brutalist and that's crass's penis envy now all crass's albums are hand look like they've been photocopied just down the road by the band where they fold out to a poster they usually got you know they've got um anti-war anti-government slogans on them they're all block printed you know stenciled there's you could spend hours reading a, a crass cover when it folds out then most of them are posters and in fact most of mine i put on the walls which i regret now because i've got like blue blue tack on them or, or tack marks but i enjoyed them and i had them out there this one's got a cover with um it's a sex doll box so you've got the cardboard box the front of it a, a clear cut out polythene heart with a sex doll's face behind it that says teenage dreams i think it is um and it has the um it has the doll with a gaping mouth the typical plastic ugly 70s unrealistic sex doll right um one second i've got the album behind me she says amazing lifelike com uh, companion teenage doll there you go um, that again is full of stark angular aggressive non tuneful in my opinion a lot of the cases they're not tunes you put them on to go and have a listen to relax this stuff is is designed to, to be uh, emotive it is it is sort of the antithesis of what punk was and what it should be it's not pop it's not chart topping it's uh it's angry it's trying to change the world it's like aggressive anarcho it's basically like aggressive hippies basically if you imagine all living in communes you know vegans angry with the government with in that time you see you know the anti it was a cold war so anti-nuclear movements moving getting trying to get all the american missiles out of england off of greenham common and so on and so forth uh, and then we go from that sort of side of punk to the really beautiful dub driven almost skinhead um album the ruts by the ruts called the crack one of the greatest albums ever made i reckon if you have a good look at this one you should have try and find it it's just a sort of a painting of a it looks like a party right and in that painting they're all in there gary bushel um john lydon uh there's there's um Glenn Matlock, there's Steve Jones, there's all sorts of members. I think there's members of, I think there's members from Boomtown Rats. It's, it's, they're all on this cover. They're all on this party, and it's a kind of, um, it's a kind of like a, a, a 1920, 1930s kind of um, Art Nouveau kind of style painting. It's beautiful. It, it, it generally actually does belie the album cover because the albums have got this quite sort of sad um stark kind of i don't know angry but but sort of um teenage kind of album very mature for its time very very dub heavy dub influence in it. it's a, a brilliant album and then of course um i've got i've got for my last one i've got killing jokes fine first album killing joke which is just this gatefold stark angle angry I don't know, not very angry. It's sort of like it looks like the, the Berlin Wall. It's like a a really poor photocopy, uh, nine a photocopy that's been photocopied like twenty times of kids climbing over a wall with a spray painted the work name "Killing Joke" on it. Uh, it is really once you see it's 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 so the band. It's so um, ritualistic dub reggae punk neo. I mean, it's 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 post punk. It's everything that's brilliant about that sort of industrial sound that they created but that album cover as well is really emotive to me and i've had that for a very long time and and, and every now and again i get the album out just to look at the art when i'm playing it and it just it is so it's it it, it really is the band it's 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 almost bordering crass type of of of, of nuance but with a little bit more uh, eye towards um the apocalypse i think and, and I'm going to talk about uh, on this particular um, category. I think we get this talk about some honourable mentions, and I think Pills, the first Pill album, album, uh, that sort of brilliant um, 
rapping that brilliant um it's not the first album sorry i apologize i think it's the second album isn't it it's actually the fifth fifth album actually i boo-booed there first album was public image first issue which is another cracking album with john lyden on the front the metal box clause which is a, a real brilliant piece of um of uh of salesmanship i should you know all the albums released in the metal tin can like a film can really hard to get hold of if you've got a copy of that then you know brilliant other than there's flowers of romance but honestly um and this is what you want this is what you get 1984 but album is my favorite because it's so pop art it's so pill it's so john Lydon in a package all together it's probably the ultimate pill album in my opinion and a brilliant live album of that as well which is a great good live which i've got it um, came out of record store day with you know the white album with a oops with a blue strip that just says album and it's got rise on it and everyone loves rise right um and it's just so it is it's just so um a, a time a moment of its time and then of course you have mentioning things like the uh, moment of the time i think um xdc's drum and wires with the the um the really graphic brightly colored portrait that's got you know all with blocks of an angular um triangles of green blue and red uh, really striking uh, one of the first albums where the drums were mixed forward in the mix much more forward than anything else it was one of the first times it's ever done and in a, in a more mainstream album even though drums and wires is not a mainstream album it's it's again you know it's got play, making plans for nigel on it you know brilliant uh, helicopter which is also brilliant as well so we could talk about loads in that section because punk really did create this sort of um, wonderful playground of color and movement and style that was so diverse you know you had the slits first album where they're all which i've got which is a quite very rare copy now where they're um the the band on the front in tribal gear topless with um uh, mud you know covering their their breasts so you don't they're not, they're not really topless but they are sort of thing so that got that was really um uh, quite and an, an, you know and eye-opening cover when it came out so it had all these really strange wonderful diverse things you know we all know about never mind the bollocks we all know about these things but the the more sort of lesser known ones and one of my favorites is um um adam and the ants first album dirk wears white socks a much maligned and wonderful album that's not really played very much because everyone knows prince charming and all that pappy did with the you know the stuff after punk and um it's got like it's a black cover with a a, a um a sort of like a, a figure in the corner looks like he's been blurred it looks like dirk it's, it, it's a blurred figure coming across the cover um it's got a track on it called catholic day which i'll put on my playlist which is on my facebook page for this week um if you don't get moved by catholic day then i think you might be um you could be um, dead from the neck down <laughs> anyway um, let's move on to of course metal let's have a listen now metal is an interesting category is it not because it has such um, again like punk it's really diverse because there's so many subgenres, so many genres so many um, eras you know you know heavy rock with your in rock with deep purple and um, you know, rainbows, rainbow, and uh, you know, sort of that sort of heavy stuff. A Black Sabbath's first album, that really eerie Hammer style, um, a Marcus Cinema sort of figure in the in, in the long grass that just stares out at you with this, you know, soulless eyes, um, which is really eerie. Uh, through to sort of like the, you know, and then you're moving forward, and you've got the Nawabum covers, and they're really crazy because a lot of those Nawabums covers are taken from the ethos of punk so it's all do it yourself right so there's lots of where the bands have drawn them themselves and they're awful like i mean wheels of steel you know um saxon's album is you know terrible terrible cover but at the same time it's also very on trend for the for the for the for the time with the, the music itself in the package right i had maiden's first two albums you know eddie's first when eddie first appears now they're different because they got dennis they got Derek riggs to do the art and he's a certified bloody genius when it comes to his his 
um, abilities, and so they really sort of land on their feet when they manage to get this, you know, this, this ongoing character. And he, they do, they, they appear in my list because, of course, they're going to right. And then you've got, you know, all the black metals genres, all the dark satanic stuff with all the, you know, the sort of people in, again, that sort of like almost a photocopy covers with the spiky armbands and the white corpse paint and the, you know, the howling at the moon poses, you know. And then you've got things like Ozzy's Bark at the Moon and, and his wonderful, brilliant sort of, again, hammer-esque kind of cover for... Um, for a diary of a madman you know sort of it's got you know it, you know you've got everything you want in the middle there's so much of it and so many different things it's hard to choose favorite covers but there are quite a few out there i'm going to start with my my favorite which is judas priest and i shouldn't say his favorite because i've got this not in order uh, british steel brilliant cover why is it brilliant because it says everything in a very succinct and easy way it's got the British steel which is the you know Sheffield steel razor blades um, right that's what all melt razor blades in the past were made by Sheffield steel the hands holding it almost cutting into the fingers there are some prints where there's blood on it there's others that aren't in America they got they had to um, brush out the fact they looked like the fingers were being cut by the blade because it was putting people off uh, you know it says everything it wants to about that particular album right and that, that genre that time uh, British Steel heavy sounding music it's a heavy looking cover and it's striking right and then I've got uh, my, uh, Maiden covers now interestingly my favourite Maiden album is Peace of Mind but my favourite Maiden art actually is Somewhere in Time and it's because there's so much it's my favourite Eddie with the Cyborg Eddie but it's also got all these I, was, I, need, I would I would urge you all to go back to my show that I did a few last year, um, quite way way back, on the art of Maiden's album covers, and I did somewhere in time. There's so many tiny little in jokes and nods to influence and past and future, and Derek, Derek Riggs went almost mad trying to get them all in, and it's a you can't see it on a CD. You have to get it on the vinyl or look online and get it blown up and look at the artwork. It's just a piece of just a wonderful piece of work then I'm following it with Ace of Spades by Motorhead now the reason I've got that one is because you say why it's a simple cover it's just got the band dressed as um, you know sort of um, spaghetti western cowboys on a sandy hill now A it's one of my favourite albums but B the reason I love that one so much is because when I found out years ago where they shot that um Photograph on a sand in a sand quarry in just outside Barnet, uh, East Barnet, where I grew up in Barnet and I was born in Barnet, which is a suburb of, of London. Okay, um, it's actually not a suburb, it's a um, borough of London and it's quite a large borough. It's quite a, and, and Barnet was like, I'm always quite proud of going, coming from Barnet. And when I found out the motorhead shot that there, that just you know, in fact, for these three loonies going to a a sand pit and barnet and photograph them look like they're in a look like they're in some kind of um, desert. It just makes me laugh, and at that same time, also it's quite iconic, isn't it? Because it's so again so Norwalbum, right? It's so yeah. Um, then I've got Venom's Black Metal. This one really is important because to me, because it's one of the first albums where you get um, Welcome to Hell. Welcome to Hell has the Baphomet, the 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 goat of of Mendes on the front, um, in the in the pentagram. But this one, for some reason, when it looks out at you, it really sort of holds your gaze, and it's it's actually quite a terrifying cover when you're a young man and don't know uh, you're feeling your way in the world, and you're not sure whether it's the right thing to do. But looking at this, even to this day now, I look at that cover, and sometimes it can give me the shivers, which is what it's all about isn't it and it also has that you know Venom one of my favourite bands has that DIY punk ethos in the background and that's why the sound is as as raw as the album cover and then we're going to move on to uh, one that's okay this one in the maybe now would probably get 
band it probably would actually when I think about it and that's Witchfinder and General's Friends of Hell um, the reason I love it so much is that it is a nod back to my love of Hammer movies so it's got a churchyard as a photograph and it's got the band dressed up um, as Quakers and there's these they're obviously clearly taking these witches to be um, tried or to be burned at the stake and they're their shirts ripped open, they're very um, bosomy and their breasts are hanging out and there's a bit of blood on their shirts and it, and it looks like they're, in, they're being dragged away. It's really quite evocative of movies like Witchfinder General um, and all those sort of witch, black, um, black uh, what's the uh, Maria Bava movie? I think it's, is it Black Monday? Yes, or one of those ones. I, 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 again, trying to get my head around that but that the Mario Barber movie um, and I've got to check that out now let me check that out one second go nuts it's Black Sunday not Black Monday where did I get the Monday from focus on recording on a Monday <laughs> but you know that that sort of intense um, sort of uh, witch um, uh, t uh, movies those ones where like, like, like the Wicker Man like those sort of great things that you used to watch in the late night horror movies with your dad on a Wednesday night like I used to um, even as a young boy and uh, it was very influential to me so that's really that's metal I mean there's I mean, there's so many more I could talk about Abigail's the cover for Abigail by King Diamond the sort of fluoro blues and and, and, and um, beautiful uh, cartoon driven like uh, painted covers you know I could look at even to some extent, um, I wouldn't call it metal these days, but De Def Leppard's, um, you know, Hysteria, you know, it's really punchy and in your face, um, you know, Guns N' Roses' first album, Appetite for Destruction, has, has it also has a place that's sort of there that people could see and know it and go, well, you know, that's really recognisable. Not my favourite kind of thing, but it's really recognisable. But there's so many I can't, you know, I'm, if I've missed anything, I'm sure that there are people out there that will say, "Oh, you know." I mean, there's um, there's the, you know, uh, Crocus cover albums, which are quite scary. I remember being quite scared of those as a kid. Uh, you know, some of the some of the really sort of uh, some of the Satyricon cover covers again. That sort of I think the more the most mysterious ones for me are the black metal ones and Nordic black metal ones, like um, uh, bands like. Um, I said Satyricon and um, and Dark Throne and things like that. It's a really sort of yeah, very very unusual. And of course, if we want to move into some like the thrash stuff, some really interestingly crazy thrash cover covers out there now. But in the past, I mean, um, Kill 'Em All, Metallica's Kill 'Em All was a bit in your face, wasn't it? With the, um, you know, and Masters of Puppets is another really quite. Uh, stylized shocking album cover uh, you know I do I'll ride the lightning I mean I mean come on which is one of my favorite thrash albums of all time um, it's that perfect moment in thrash and it is actually a really devastatingly great album because it says it all doesn't it it's the electric chair and the lightning it says it all doesn't need to say anything else has it all in the one package it's brilliant um, now moving on to another category before we wrap up I'm going to look at some prog albums. I know, I know you hear you groan and you go, oh, prog, but could we talk about more metal albums? Well, we can, but let's have a look at some prog albums. This one's pretty straightforward because there's not there's a handful that are brilliant. I mean, they're all brilliant, but there's a handful that I love and adore. Um, again, this isn't in order. Uh, you know, uh, we've got Brain Salad Surgery by ELP. That's the brilliant gatefold cover of, of the Alien concept by um, H.R. Geiger or Giga. Um, it's mind-bogglingly brilliant for an album that is very difficult to um, navigate. It's very difficult to... That's the right word. It's very difficult to... It's very intense, an album. You can't always finish it in one sitting, and, and but the album cover sort of sort of shows that, really. It's quite, a, a, quite a, a, an interesting and very, very, very intellectual album. And then I've got The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Well, to me, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway cover is 
even though it's, it's not it's a photograph it's a story of Crayle and you can see him like Rayel sorry and you see him leaving the, the, the picture frame that last picture in the cover and it's it's sort of photo montage um, it's it sort of says to me underground New York cinema it feels warholy it has this sort of um, Oldenburg pop art you know um, feel to it. it just feels like it's made in a in a big warehouse somewhere full of people beautiful people making beautiful art in you know about to head off to studio 52 and take a load of acid you know it, it has that feel to it and and to be honest so does the album if you have to be if, you, if you're honest about it it's my favorite one of my favorite albums of all time I'm not shy about saying that and um, it has this sort of the whole album has that sort of Warhol old and as a pop art sort of um, feel and it has the feel that it you know that it could be I mean we knew it was he was making writing a script at the time wasn't he um, Gabriel for um, for what's his name that directed um, Freakin that directed um, the The Exorcist so it didn't ever come about but he was writing one so there's that cinematic feel that you got that you get from Prog and that is one of my favourite covers um, and then of course you have you know, Beryllium and, and people might say oh is it going to be Misplaced Childhood would it be Fugazi like you mentioned last week actually it's actually Script for Jester's Tear the first one purely on two counts firstly because it's the first album I ever heard of theirs and it makes me feel like I'm 10 again 12 again secondly it has this um, layering that is sort of sorry my mic is making a funny noise it's got this layering that sort of feels um, like it's like several paintings in one you've got this really textured background you know, the bed sit and the sadness, and that you can almost smell the, the the dampness and the wood and the f- coldness of the place, and then the sadness, and then you've got this jester that is, you know, Merlin's early uh, imagery of the, the fish adopted because that he, that's him. He's a joker, um, but a sad man, right? The, the comedian that's the eternal sad man, right? Supposedly. So, but it almost looks like that when Mark Wilkinson made the album cover. He sort of superimposed the jester in and on top because it's almost ethereal. It doesn't have the thickness. It's not um, a solid. It's airbrushed, right? Like all of his work is, but it has this sort of thin layeredness to it, like it's uh, almost spectral. He does that as well with misplaced childhood, and he does it again in clutching at straws and in Fugazi. They almost feel, although Fugazi's main character feels a bit more solid, but. They do feel that there's this etherealness to them and it's gatefold and it's got lots of little bits you can look at you know and it's just it is a it is quite it reflects what the album is completely it reflects that sort of fudgy thickness that the album is you know the slowness of some parts like the web and chelsea monday but also it has this sort of you know um sort of aggression and and sort of depth of, of anger that's in like forgotten sons and in the title track so it's one of my it's one of my favorite album covers in fact probably one of the best prog album covers of them all um and then of course you know i'm going to say that actually now people might say that roger dean roger dean who does all of the yes covers and quite like um quite a few prog album covers you know around the world uh, general giant and all this sort of stuff He's gonna. I'm gonna tell you now that my favourite one. You're gonna say, is it gonna be close to the edge? Is it gonna be um, tales from Trop- topographic ocean? No, it's actually the Yes album that was not a Yes album. The one that got away. Um, that's uh, Anderson, Buford, Wakeman, and Howe when they couldn't be called Yes. And it's these lovely sort of Roger Dean-esque um, islands in the sky, mountains. Uh, with this lovely black border it's very alien-esque it's very yes it's very futuristic and and very covering of what yes or Anderson Bruford Wakeman and Howe were and it has on it the album uh, one of my favourite songs ever 
called Brother of Mine. And when I listen to that, I always think of my brother Ronald and I miss him and I haven't seen him for like 30 plus years, 40 plus years. And so I feel that that to me, it makes me feel of him. And I always think of him when that comes on. And uh, I picked it out of a bargain bin in a, would you believe it, in a cassette bargain bin for a pound in a convenience store at the top of my road. Um, and at that time I was trying to date the lady behind the, the girl behind the counter. We did actually go on a few dates. Didn't work out that well, but, you know, it was okay. It was a nice time. We had a good time. We had a few gigs together. But yeah, a pound, would you believe. Bargain, absolute bargain. And then I'm going to finish with one of my honourable mentions, and that's Vigil in the Wilderness of Mirrors, Fish's first album. Another Mark Wilkinson cover. Mark Wilkinson went on to do a couple of Iron Maiden covers, um, quite a few Iron Maiden covers, latterly, and uh, Judas Priest, but mainly with Fish's first, uh, major Fish's albums, and uh, a lot of uh, the early Marillion albums up until the Steve Hogarth uh, era. I mean, Fish left in 1989, 1990, because they went on a different route. They chose to change the sound and their image um, but the Vigil in the Wilderness of Mirrors is a, a gatefold again um, it's got Vigil and what could be his girlfriend slash love or wife I don't know on this big mountain of TVs um, because it's part of the song Voyeur like looking at the looking Fish was very into at that particular time uh, retrospectively looking at his life back and forward um, like the songs View to the Heel, there's a company. Um, they're all very much about um, him and himself, and he's and always has been around, centered around him. He's as a vocalist, as a as a songwriter, he's always been a bit self-centered, but that's fine. That's where he gets his his lyrical um, guidance from and his influence. But this particular cover, again, it's it's a beautiful piece of art. Very. The, uh, again, when I was talking about, you know, I was talking about the jester being quite ethereal and thin and dropped in, overlaid on the top for a spectral um, vigil, and this one is not. He's solid. He's he's windswept. He's he's um, almost Roger Dean esque um, depth and thickness of colour. Uh, again, it's just a beautiful piece of art, and I remember buying it when it first came out because I was I I went straight into the fish camp and I went didn't I. Did, do love the first two Hogarth albums I do love um, Season's End and Holidays in Eden but, but outside of that I can't I don't go down the Hogarth era even Brave which is one of the best concept, one of the, be one of the best concept albums of the, 20, like the last 25 years but not for me really um, I like it but it, it, it's, it's a bit too um, it's a bit too I just say it's about offending people. It's a bit too Pink Floydy for me. Anyway, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean the sound. It's a bit. It's a bit sort of. Um, it's quite stark and angular, and I I like my Marillion to be a bit more flouncy and keyboardy around. And I might be wrong. There are Marillion fans that's going to be going, no, no, it is. But it's how I view it, and I'm, it's my view, right? Anyway, they're my picks. They're not again. Again, as I said, lots of things could. And I want if I want to talk about. Um, Honourable mentions for Prog. Tough one. Um, yeah, I'd say if you're going to push it, uh, Jeffro Toll's Thick as a Brick, because it's a, it's a newspaper, which is fun again. Go back to my episode where I talk about Thick as a Brick. You might enjoy that one. Um, maybe Peter Gabriel's Gabriel 1 and Gabriel 2. Uh, in fact, all the Gabriel albums, but they're not really proggy. I wouldn't call Gabriel prog once he left, um, once he left Genesis. But also one of the, you know, if you want to looking for a real album that says, "Hey, this is the '90s," I think probably Gabriel's So, uh, with him as a black and white photograph, angularly stuck to on an angle into a white background, probably says everything you want to hear about the '80s in one album cover probably really um, there are obviously mentions that maybe Duran Duran albums there's Beatles albums I don't want to go into those because they've been covered ad nauseum this is the stuff that just as I said I sat down and 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In five minutes, this is what hit me. Anyway, I've rambled on. It's gone on for an hour. Um, thanks for sticking with me. I'd love to know what your album choices are and why you chose them. Uh, just come to my, there's a link in the show notes. Just come and, and leave a message and, you know, give me a top five. And do what I did. Don't spend too long. Really just snap at it quickly and see what happens. It's the best way of doing it because it gets you the stuff that's in the front of your mind. If you think too difficult at it, you're never going to get it done. Anyway, that's for me this week. That's all for me this week. Uh, be safe, be happy, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye for now.